0: Welcome to the Eaton Asphalt Podcast, baby. We got a name, we got it all figured out, a little bump along the road like we said last time, but here we are with a new name, a new brand, and I would say a new us, Matthew. I would say, I would say a new me and a new you.
1: I would say if you listened to the first two podcasts as much as you liked it, episode three is going to blow your fucking mind.
0: All right. You want me to go over a, a quick agenda right quick and, uh, and we can kind of get into it here?
1: that sounds lovely
0: lovely all right coming up so we're gonna have a a rapid fire headline sector here where we just talk about kind of headlines we've seen in f1 over the last week um there's not sometimes you can tell there's not a lot to write about and i think that's going to be very much uh, highlighted here um and then we're going to do a little bit of a track breakdown matthew's going to take that over uh track history over Imola, which was where we're racing this weekend uh and then a couple of driver predictions. So, with that being said, um, let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it. Bang bang. All right, recent headlines again. This is shit that we see on in articles and Facebook, you know, Facebook groups, uh people tweeting and and just mostly mostly uh BS, but it's it's good to read it. So, first off, we got Verstappen saying that he can be even better with an F1 title caliber car. Uh read also water is wet. Um, Good people with good cars are better at driving than bad people with bad cars. Would you say or, or, or disagree?
1: Who would have thunk? <laughs> uh, so the 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 next article coming up is uh, Helmet Marco, which is the advisor to Red Bull, saying that Vettel needs about up to five races for him to hit form. Uh, I really appreciate him dropping this info now instead of the start of the season what a dickbag because uh th- there goes my uh, 4V1 fantasy season because I really would have utilized that information before picking Sebastian Vettel in my <laughs> F1 um fantasy team now my season is over thank you for waiting till after the first race of the season to let us know about that information
0: i know he's like a he's a you know consultant or whatever his title is but like, what? How does he? Where's he getting five races? Like, what's going on in his mind? I just like the the feel of the sport. I don't know. Whatever. I'm hesitant, but we'll see whether or not he's right. Um, another article we saw was Daniel Ricciardo leaving Red Bull for Renault was a mistake, says the F1 great Martin Brundle. Thanks, Martin Brundle. We uh, didn't really realize that Daniel Ricciardo leaving a team where he was literally winning GPs. Um, Going to a team where he was clawing and biting for a podium was a mistake, but we appreciate your insight. you genius.
1: Great insight. The next one, Prince Philip, RIP. The funeral services does affect our F1 qualifying times at Imola. Surprisingly enough, I will not be virtually attending this event. Even less surprising, neither will Meghan Markle.
0: Yeah, is there idea to, like, live... Like, why are we, why are we delayed so people can, like, live stream? Is I, there think, live I, stream think like,
1: I think it just overlaps it's something about his funeral, yeah.
0: All right, next up, Carlos Sainz suggests Lewis Hamilton lacked competition during the F1 Mercedes dominance. Uh, yeah, buddy, like, we, we all saw it. Like, does he think being on the track makes us, like, not be able to see as well as he can into how Mercedes was just dominating everybody? Or, like, you know, I don't know. Appreciate that, Carlos. Thanks for the obvious.
1: Yeah, who would have thunk seven years in a row of winning the constructors he was like in competition. Shocker. Next one, Zach Brown, CEO of McLaren, says Andrei Seidel is the best team principal in Formula One. I would say Total Wolf and his seven consecutive constructor cups beg to differ.
0: Uh, next up, construction begins at Saudi Arabia's Formula One venue. This is probably a bad time to bring up the we Race as one logo that they've been racing under and have on all their helmets. i pretty sure you can't really have a lot of rainbows in Saudi Arabia. Or,
1: bing bang, there goes your head. <laughs> Whoops. Next headline, F1 Miami GP 2022 is showing signs of life. All I have to say about that is there will be all kinds of speed in Miami that weekend. I'm talking about cocaine, people. Let's ride.
0: Okay, next one up from Mercedes is they—they uh, they said it's physically not possible as they rule out a shift to Red Bull's like high rake philosophy this season. Um, the only thing that's interesting about this is Mercedes was kind of considering pivoting to Red Bull. I—I um, I, I mean, in my book, that looks like a little bit of vulnerability. So if Merck does end up kind of going down this season after seven years of total dominance, then this could uh, be the reason why. So kind of interesting there.
1: Another Zach Brown headline of him saying F1 must accept Netflix's artistic license with Drive to Survive. Shocker that the largest content and production company is making a clickbait storylines. Who would have seen that one coming?
0: Next up, uh, there was talk about Z-shaped floors on the way uh, into F1 in 2021. Um, I have no idea what that means. I don't think I have the energy to really look up why that's beneficial. But I think that instead of having all Z-shaped floors for every team, uh, the first letter of your team should have to be the shape of your floor. Don't know how it'll work, but would very much like to see that happen.
1: Yeah, I'm sure Williams is going to really appreciate that one. (laughs) The last headline, Total Wolf backs sprint races, but urges caution. And my guess is he fully backs this until Mercedes shows any sign of struggling. Then back to the old dominant ways.
0: Eatin' Asphalt Podcast is brought to you by Aramco, better known as the Saudi Arabian Oil Company. Aramco, we're the company that sponsors everything while nobody knows much about our company. Let's keep it that way, Aramco.
1: All right, really appreciate that ad read by Ian, and thank you for our big sponsor, Aramco. So up next is our track breakdown about uh, the upcoming track of Emola. So, for those of you who don't know, the upcoming race is in Imola. It is just above a 3 mile track, consisting of 17 turns, based in the Italian town of Imola, 25 miles east of Bologna. Unlike most international circuits, Imola actually runs in an anti-clockwise direction, so pay attention to that, to that while you're watching the race. A little update this year, DRS is actually going to be a little longer than it was in last year. The, the expected The expectation is going to be a little bit more overtakes. Another part of this track is it is a pretty hilly track so pay attention to the camera angles you'll see a lot of these cars going a lot more up and down than you would typically see in the uh, typical racetrack. There's actually only one DRS zone on the track. Uh, You'll see that and that is the reason why that the DRS zone is actually going to be a little longer. A little bit about the weather on uh, this weekend. Saturday is going to be 52 and cloudy, so not too bad. But Sunday, a high of 46, but an 80 percent chance of rain.
0: This is a big deal actually, because a lot of social media was talking about how early on the like early on in the week there was going to be rain and then people were like hey it's too early to be predicting that later on in the week it looked like there wasn't going to be rain and people were like haha you're an idiot for thinking that in the first place and here we are it's actually going to rain so yeah i think it's going to be awesome to see like i think Stroll's going to really come and and have a good race i think like other guys who are proven on the wet lewis is proven on the wet a lot uh yeah it's, it's going to be interesting just like having that extra variable of rain that kind of clears the playing field
1: absolutely and i'm very excited for these 63 laps of fun
0: Love it. Cool. All right, next up, then, um, we want to talk about a little bit of a race history. Um, this is fun to do with tracks like Imola just because it's a little more, there's a little more meat on the bone here, I'd say. A um, lot, of, lot of history here going back to when uh, the track was actually created, which was just to kind of make a, a, a road from one town to another. Um, Its official name is designed as a tribute to Ferrari's founder's son. So Enzo Ferrari was the founder of Ferrari. His son Alfredo Ferrari died in 1956 at the age Mm -hmm. of 24, RIP in peace. Last year was the first time that the track was back on the calendar. Um, It was returning for the first time since 2006, so it had about a 14 year break. Um, It's literally boarded up like right next to Monza. Um, you can kind of see one track from like uh, the other where they where they kind of come close enough. Looks like you can throw a rock from one track and hit the other one. Uh, Monza, of course, is where Pierre Gasly won his first race last year, his maiden win in Emilia last year. Ricardo got a podium uh, and did his classic shoey, where he pours champagne into his shoe. With all the juices from his foot um, and socks in there and, and kind of chugs it, he got, uh, he got Lewis Hamilton to actually do it with him. So it was kind of like a funny thing. Um, and on a more somber note, uh, like Marco mentioned earlier, the Tamburello corner, um, that was the death of Ayrton Senna. So Ayrton Senna was a three-time world champion. On that corner was where he met his demise. Uh, really graphic stories. Not to go too much into it, but like he basically lost ninety percent of his blood by the track when they were trying to like operate him and, and kind of save him right next to the car. Um, I don't know how to transition out of that. We Wee wee like Marco said, this is a three-mile circuit, um, but it's riddled with kind of fast corners uh, that have resulted in some pretty wild crashes. So lots of the crazy videos that you see on YouTube, like crazy crashes of F1 on YouTube, are at this track. Um, there's, there's several where light like, cars end up in flames. It's wild. It's scary. Most of them are okay. And I found this old video where this uh, this guy like wrecked into the wall. His car was on fire. Some reporters ran up to him right as soon as he got to the paddock after this massive crash car was disintegrated and upside down, and the quote they got was, until the moment I touch wall, I remember everything, and then I sleep a little bit because I was tired. And this guy, like, spoke pretty good English. He just had this little bit of a whoopsie in the brain.
1: Sounds like me after about 15 vodka shots.
0: Yep, sounds like... I actually thought, I was like, I think my friend speaks this language. I think my friend speaks this dialect.
1: (laughs) Marco, can you help him uh, depict what he's trying to say right now?
0: Yeah, I'll be like, I think I have a translator I can get on the line if you give me a second. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously we hope there aren't any crashes this weekend. We don't want to see anybody get into, you know, we, we hate that feeling of seeing like a big crash. Um, but it is something to be cognizant of, like that these corners really are no joke. Like, been you know, they took a life of a champion, so scary stuff. But, uh, you know, we just kind of trust in the, uh, in the ability of the drivers and, and take it from there.
1: Yeah, no, that was that was some great insight on the the track history, and so uh, so this upcoming ad is brought to you by Ford Motor Company because when you can't beat them, then put all your money into a less expensive, less exciting racing series, and still try to advertise your car as comparable as to maybe a Mercedes and an Aston Martin. Ford Motor Company, we're here. We're not as good, but we're not gonna tell you that.
0: We appreciate that uh, recognition for Ford. <laughs> we appreciate the partnership we have with Ford. Yeah, mm-hmm. They mean a lot to us. Yeah. They've been here since day one, really, yeah. a couple weeks ago when day one was. They
1: said, please don't look for us on the track this weekend. Yep. All right. So in our last segment, we're going to go through race predictions. So me and Ian are just going to go through a list of predictions that we're going to guess, and we're going to do a rep, a rolling tally, and we're just going to see how this ends up towards the end of the year. Uh, starting with our first race prediction, who do we think will crash or DNF?
0: Ian? Sure. I'll go first. Um, I, when I think of like a, uh, a crash or a DNF, um, I just feel like for some reason when I think of Alfa Romeo, I always think of like a potential for things to go wrong or potential, you know, be it a crash or like a, you know, gearbox blown or something like that. So I'm going to pick Geo, um, uh, so I'm going to pick Gio Giovanazzi. I think he is uh, pretty much due for one to to have a bad one. Uh, so I'm just going to put him down as my prediction.
1: Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm going to follow what we talked about earlier with recent headlines with Helmet Marco saying that Sebastian Vettel needs about five races for him to hit form. So I think you know with this being race two, I could see our boy Sebastian Vettel pulling a crash or DNF.
0: I think that's not a bad prediction. You saw some technical difficulties with Aston Martin during testing, so yeah, good, good, uh, good, good selection there. I'm, I'm kind of on your team with that
1: one. All right, fingers crossed. Uh, our next race prediction is who is going to be the winner. Uh, I'll start here. Uh, crazy guess here. I'm going to go with the front runner, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, you rebel. Yeah, I know. Crazy me. Yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to get those points, uh, so I win this game basically.
0: It's this game that we made up. We don't know how the points work, but we're going to make it up as we go. (laughs) We will. We will. Um, All right, well, you're boring, and I'm going to pick uh, Verstappen. He's got some unfinished biznatch uh, in the last race in Bahrain. He definitely should have taken that home, if not for kind of an unfortunate giving back of the position he was forced into. So, yeah, mark Max down. Lock that one in um, as a sure bet, and we will revisit this and see who was right. And I feel like it's going to be you.
1: Yeah, so much uh, crazier of a choice on going from outside of hand to so yeah, thanks for that. Uh, we're going to go on the opposite end of the lane, and on the grid, who is going to come in last place? Ian, what are your thoughts?
0: All right, I feel like I hate being this guy, uh, but again, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna try to be like the uh, you know the Skip Bayless of this relationship to come up with hot takes that are spicy. Uh, but I, want, I think Schumacher's gonna get last place. I don't I, I, I don't I don't dislike him. Um, I I just don't think he can do much with his car. I think I think you know his teammate. We haven't really seen him in all race. Like you, you know he might be good. So I think Schumacher is, is not a crazy bet.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, nice skip one. Uh, you're choosing the constructor that is by far the worst on the grid, really crazy choice of yours. I'm gonna follow that up with actually Mazepin. Um, as you had said, he has maybe Mazepin. he has maybe made uh three full race turns in his career uh, as an F1 driver. I'm gonna guess that he ends up this weekend maybe 20 so like he'll maybe get a couple laps in maybe one or two but i do not think that he finishes this race again um our next race prediction is driver of the day who do you got ian
0: uh, my boy Lando, I'll ride with him. Pretty Great much, choice. You can pretty much expect this just being like a uh, an every race kind of deal for me. I think Lando's got the potential to be driver of the day. He just has to start bad in qualifying and then work his way up like he does. So, yeah, lock me in for Lando.
1: Very safe, smart bet. I'm going to go with Lance Stroll. I think with this weather about it being uh, rainy, I think Lance does extremely well in the rain, and I think that he can make up some nice positions after qualifying and I'm going to go with Lance Stroll on this choice of driver of the day. Our next one is douche of the day. Bram, bram, bram. And the douche. Douche of the day is brought to you by Summer's Eve. Use that down Summer's there Eve. and get those smelling scents. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know how it works. Those smelling scents, those scents that smell, you better use them. Mm, Summer's Eve. mm, Lavender. Yeah. Alright. The douche of the day, my my, my douche, my summer's eve douche of the day is going (laughs) to be, alright. My summer's eve douche of the day is going to be Fernando Alonso. Um, This guy's a douchebag normally. I think that uh, he's an aggressive driver, he's going to push someone off. And somehow we're going to look at him and be like, you know what, Fernando Alonso, you're the summer's eve douche of the day.
1: Great choice. I'm going to go with another long-term driver, a driver that I've also used in our race predictions. I'm going to go with Sebastian Vettel. I think his crash or DNF comes from him being a massive, massive douche. Where he's going to try to overtake or he's going to try to over uh, push it and run into someone's rear end causing a big mess and the only way to clean that up is by using Summer's Eve.
0: I don't know how this ad works, but maybe like if Alonzo is the douche of the day, or Vettel is the douche of the day, like they do things to earn that title, maybe they get some kind of uh, maybe care package from Summer's Eve. You think we could work that out? I,
1: I believe that actually Summer's Eve has actually informed us of the douche of the day will get a care package of douche and douche products. So very exciting, and look out for that, whoever is the douche of the day. Uh, The next race prediction is the fastest pit stop. Obviously, we're going to take out Red Bull of this race prediction because by far, typically, they are the fastest pit team. So I'm going to go with McLaren. I think that they have been a pit crew that I've been following very closely over the last Season, and they have been improving. They've actually had a couple of nice additions to their pit crew. A couple guys that have been coming up in the ranks the last couple of years that I've been very impressed with. And I think their speed has been increasing very impressively. So I'm going to go with McLaren.
0: Ian? Perfect. I uh, had McLaren, but I just switched it because you picked McLaren and we can't have the same one or else one of us can't win. Mine's going to be Ferrari. Uh, Ferrari's back, dude. I don't think people realize Ferrari's back. And i don't know anything that i'm basing that off of but it just feels cool to say that ferrari's back
1: also they are racing in italy so i think that there's some type of home field advantage of having those being back in the home country smelling those that bread that olive oil i think they're going to be uh, on their a game so i think that is a great choice and our last race prediction is our wildcard prediction so ian would you like to lead us off on this final race prediction
0: Absolutely. You know, considering that there are so many turns, uh, there's a potential for it being wet. Um, this is a crazy track that's claimed people's lives because of how challenging it is technically. Um, I'm going to go with over five DNFs, and I like that a lot. I'll tell you, when I came up with this, man, was I uh, pretty impressed with myself, honestly. So lock that in for good. Over five DNFs coming from ya boy.
1: I'm sure you were putting a lot of statistical analysis behind that choice.
0: People call me the algorithm of F1. Do you know that? A lot of people have been saying that about me.
1: Yeah, no, I saw it on your resume actually when you applied for this role. So um, <laughs> I applied for this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, great analysis on that. Mine is going to go with similarly to Vettel. I'm going to bring up someone that I brought up earlier. I'm going to say Stroll has a top five finish, which is going to be very, very important for that Aston Martin. Team, because I know that Vettel is not going to actually finish the race, so they're going to need some points. And I know with Stroll being very strong on the racetrack and on um, on rainy tires, I think Stroll is going to do very well in this race. So,
0: did you just say rainy tires? Rainy I th- tires. I didn't say rainy tires.
1: Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm going to uh, start that over. <laughs> 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 I like it. <laughs> I shouldn't
0: have said anything. They are technically rainy tires. Am I wrong? <laughs> Am I wrong? I, sh- I should have just get. Are that the tires rainy when, I when I edited... it's raining? <laughs> when I edited the podcast, I should have replayed that like six times. Rainy tires. Rainy tires. Rainy tires. Rainy tires.
1: And so, my wildcard prediction is going to be similar, like I said, with Sebastian Vettel and someone that I'm going to use that I've. Use earlier in my race predictions. I'm going to go with Stroll has a top five finish. I think this is going to be very huge with the Aston Martin team because obviously I said Vettel is not going to finish this race. So Stroll having a top five finish, much needed points for the team, and I think how good he is in the rain is going to be coming immensely for this race. So um, we're going to we're going to keep track with these race predictions throughout the race. We're going to keep what is does race what season.
0: Yep, yeah, out of the F one season, yeah, race
1: So we're going to keep track of our race predictions throughout the F one season, and we're going to actually start. We and we have been brainstorming some ideas about the winners and losers and um, some uh, some. I don't know. What are saying? Some. What?
0: What do you wait? What are you trying to say? I'm
1: going to say like like a winner gets something or loser has to do something like some.
0: Oh, yeah, I would just say, like, we'll come up with some kind of bet that we'll come up with some kind of point system and bet that, uh, what's some kind of point system and bet that decides, like, you know, whoever has the better season in terms of predictions has to do something.
1: Okay. Or like, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, thanks for it. <laughs> thanks for that. Extremely, very good. <laughs> yeah, so say something like, you know, point and bet. You have to do something about it.
0: So, so here's what you're got it that thing, got it I'll use that I'll use it verbatim you, the thing that you were about to do yeah here's a shittier way of describing it so you know you're it, struggling come you're, up with you're the saying sense.
1: exactly what you wanted to say well I'm going to say something basically <laughs> similar to what you're trying to say but also as confusing <laughs> okay <clears throat> um, you
0: got it so you got it now you should so be first yeah. try <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm exactly where I started off on here we go um
0: I have no idea where we are.
1: <laughs> I don't know how to say this. I'm just wing it, wing it, wing it, wing
0: it. You try it, and I'll try it, and you try it, and I'll okay. try it. And we'll yeah, see okay. if we land on a good one. All
1: right. All right, and so that was the end of our race predictions. We're gonna keep a tally throughout this F1 season, and we're actually working on you know a a bet where the loser might have to do a certain task, or the winner gets it to receive a certain prize throughout this so this is something that we're going to constantly do every single race week and something that we're looking forward to and hopefully that you guys are some hopefully something you guys are excited to to hear as well
0: All right, there you have our race predictions for Imola. We're going to come up with some kind of point system and tally just to see kind of who wins during the season. Um, There will be a bet that we'll think of as far as, you know, winner gets this and loser has to do this. But, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing who's more right between our two predictions. Um, Here's another hot take. We are both going to be all the way wrong. How about that? So I, I get points if that's the case. All right. We appreciate everybody listening to this episode here. Um, we're excited for the Emilia Grand Prix. Marco, anything uh, to leave the cr- Marco? Anything to uh, leave the people with for the greater good?
1: Sorry, I like really I didn't have. anything <laughs> <laughs> No, you can do that. I just didn't have anything to say. So.
0: <laughs> All right. I'll just I'll just sign off then. Sounds good. All right. Well, we pre- all right. We appreciate everybody getting this far into the episode here. Um, we will have like a post-race reaction just to kind of see how we did and to see how the race went. Yeah, and until then, this has been the Eatin' Asphalt Podcast. We'll see you next time.
1: Thanks so much, assholes. <laughs> 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 I feel like we should... I should maybe lead into, like, I'm calling them assholes, like, our crew. But, hey, it is what it is.
0: Shout out to all the assholes out there. <laughs> asshole's our asshole fans from
1: day one, appreciate it. Uh. <laughs> all right. All right, t- tell me when...